Is this Total Domination one good? Yeah, I think so. I like Which it. one's that one? This one's the Total Domination. I had the the Winter Slayer. No, is that the Total Domination? Is that the no? The Amber is the Dawn of the Red. Yeah, am, that one's delicious. That Dawn one's of the my, Red is fantastic. My favorite. The Christmas one is okay. I didn't try the stout, but I I know you like stout, so I grabbed that. Yeah. Winter time is the time for stouts. <laughs> It's time to nerd down. Well, I thought we had something. The world is a vampire. The world is a vampire. <laughs> I want to take whatever it is you're taking. <laughs> it's a it's a mindset. Yeah, Rings of Power episode three. That's where we're jumping into today. We might just accumulate this with episodes one and two as this was uh quite the world builder still quite the character development that we had i would say eating my vegetables first to go with what i dislike first is i i didn't like that we didn't see durin and elrond the uh elves and the dwarves trying to forge the rings this episode i i was missing that comedic premise for me yeah, it's like Durin and Elrond, they are everything that is right with the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and um, this one was definitely lacking. Like, I was thinking about it for a second. I was like, man, something felt off about this episode. What was it? Oh, there's no Durin and Elrond. Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck happened to them? They just fall off the face of the earth? They're like, mm-hmm. what's going on here? Yeah, but then at the same time, they're adding characters in, and they, they got a lot going on. They, this is episode three. They've got quite the... Uh, different story arcs that are moving and it feels a bit too much yeah i mean story arc wise they haven't really gotten so far yet it's just it's been a lot of world building which Mm -hmm. i don't mind but it's like how many episodes is it going to take until we actually get to the plot right Uh, this one here i mean (laughs) they've introduced the plot the whole idea when galadriel found out that the mark of sauron is actually the southlands Mm -hmm. so yeah, we did find that out. That was uh, quite, it, it felt sprung upon us too. Like they just chipped that into the writing that it was a prisoner who wrote the image of the Mark of Sauron that they were then able to look at the map and see this is the Southlands. Yeah, and that's one of the things that, like, why would you use that as a mark? I don't know. At first, I wouldn't have seen that. I wouldn't have yeah. guessed that as well. But looking back at it, as well, uh, the stranger with the Harfoots, he's also looking for the same uh, mark. If you look at the stars that he was using, mm-hmm. um, he that that's where he's going for the Southlands. It's that E shape. Yeah. So. Trident. So type of shape. Yeah, we didn't have we didn't have anything uh, any updates on Elrond and Prince Durin the fourth or the dwarves trying to develop uh, forging of the rings. What we did have, though, is we got introduced to episode two left off where uh, Elendil. Elendil, Captain Elendil. Captain Elendil, or Captain of the Seas there. He uh, saved Galadriel and Halbron. Episode two, it picks up right there. That is the father for Isildur. We remember Isildur from Lord of the Rings. He becomes the king of Gandor. Of Gandor. Gondor. Gondor. 
Isildur becomes the king of Gondor um, after his father dies, and he is the one that cuts the ring off and then also fails to throw it into Mount Doom mm. and destroy it. I will be curious to see where we go at with Isildur. Uh, it, could this be a redemption arc for him? Hmm. I mean, so far from what we've seen of Isildur, uh, he was introduced kind of as a slacker, kind of not mm-hmm. holding on to the rope there, which... That's right. He he was the one that yeah. let go. His friend, the, the uh, other seaman there, almost died from it, mm-hmm. and then he had to save him. That's yeah. what it was. And yeah. so you can see how he's like, he kind of just got lost in thought, really. And you can see how, I, I think that that's an actually kind of a fitting representation. Mm-hmm. Because same exact thing, like, Isildur kind of got lost in thought when he was up at Mount Doom. Okay. Um, when he went to go cast into the fire, he started, like, dreaming about the ring, basically. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, he's like, nope, not doing that. It's my ring. Yeah. So, seems to be kind of easily influenced, easily manipulated. And you can kind of see the characteristics of that. Mm-hmm. developing here early on right um so we'll we'll see more we still have uh this is only episode three of season one and amazon prime is approved mm. for five seasons so uh still a lot more to go as well i don't know if you know this isildur according to tolkien he saved a, a seedling of the white tree we saw the white tree in numenor that's where they take galadriel and halbron back to numenor isildur saved it in the books where he took a fruit from the tree and then that ultimately becomes the white tree of gondor Gondor. okay that's right yeah Mm -hmm. that brings some distant bells right and so uh that tree actually has a lot of importance as well i wasn't aware of this either so that is of the same strain as the trees Laurelin and Telperion uh, from Valinor. It's of the, the, the same seedlings. Mm. It just doesn't give off the same lights that we saw from episode one. Yeah. And when evil is present, the white petals of the white tree will fall. And so we saw that in a trailer where Queen Muriel, she's the queen of Numenor, mm. she's looking up and sees the petals falling down. And so there is a little bit of a hint hint yeah yeah that sauron is present yeah there's definitely a lot of hints of some bad things going on because mm-hmm. it's the same thing i think when it was gladriel up in the watchtower the, the the flames from the torches were no longer giving off heat yeah because it that doesn't happen in areas where evil was present okay in in middle earth at least and so the same thing happened and this is why initially i thought that the man falling from the sky was sauron okay because the crater mm-hmm. that he kind of lands into there uh nori falls in and like lands right on the flames right but she doesn't get burned and we can't exactly determine if the stranger is of good or bad as well because it's still up yeah. for debate could that be sauron could that be I still Gandalf? think it's Gandalf, but I mean, like, you've made a good case as to why I, it's Sauron. I could, I could see it. Sauron. I, I believe that Sauron, it that it's yes. Sauron. Uh, again, according to Tolkien, uh, Sauron was the first Istar, the wizard of the Maiar, sent to Earth. So that's what I'm going with. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But yes, I thought that that was a very interesting point for Isildur. Another part of the redemption arc where he mm. saves the White Tree and plants it there at Gondor. We also see when they're sailing back to Numenor, the landscape, 
that they had, the, the shot that they took of Numenor, was phenomenal. I love the cinematography that's going on. Yeah, I replayed that scene a couple times. It's like, yeah. the the way that they introduce cities in, in this show has been fantastic. A region, uh, Numenor, Khazad-dûm, like, it mm-hmm. just gives you, like, a, a good c- feel for the epicness of the city, like, the unique architecture. Like, you think... When you're looking at these cities, you don't think, oh, that's just a, you know, a fantasy world. Like, you know, they think, no, like, that's a world. Like, that, mm-hmm. like, those things have history behind it. And that's, like, the, the thing that I really love about Tolkien is, like, everything has a history. There's so much depth to it and so much to figure out. Yeah. And it really shows in the architecture of the different cities. I love it. it Epic it, music it, comes on, the shots above. It's like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as you um, they sail into Numenor you also see a large statue that's built out of the mountainside there within the city that is actually if you didn't know that's Elrond's twin brother Elros yeah. we, we briefly talked about that where Elrond and Elros they are of um, they're hybrid elves mm. and Elros chose to live amongst the Numenors of men and become mortal, while Elrond chose to be of elf and immortal. Elros became the first king of Numenor and therefore got the large statue. So, fun fact there. Yeah, Elros, he was the one that built the little hall of lore there, Mm -hmm. right? Where um, Galadriel discovered that Halbrand was king of the Southlands. Right. So that's kind of cool that, that you can see, like, that kind of gives you a little bit of a feel for the Age of the Elves. Like, Captain Elendil is talking about this, like, it happened way long ago. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I knew that guy. Friends with his brother. It's like, what? My thing, uh, yeah, the the silly connection. Again, Galadriel is actually cousins to Elrond. And yeah. so she could have also hinted at that, that that was her cousin. Uh, but who cares? The... I the one point that I saw in that scene that I thought was very interesting. What is the filing system to scrolls that they have? Dude, they, I can't imagine, man. Right? Because we've seen that depicted through a lot of civilizations. Yeah, uh, the Roman civilizations, the Greeks, anything like that. That it's just cubicles cut out, and <laughs> then they just have round the the skulls that are the scrolls. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because I was so like I was thinking about that as I was watching the show. <laughs> like she shows the librarian a mark and then he's like, Oh yeah, let me go let me go figure this out. How do you know amongst the thousands of scrolls that you have there where you found this mark? Right? Like I need to freaking control F to find my own in a word document. <laughs> yeah, in a small like thousand word document where certain things are. Yeah, you go you go looking through a library of scrolls. I, I saw that and I was like, you know what? I've seen this depicted hundreds of times. What is the fucking filing <laughs> system here? This has to be chaotic. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other world right there. We were also introduced in this episode was uh, R. Farazon. He is the king of Numenor. What were your impressions on, on this king of Numenor? Okay. Because I, I, I'm, I'm about so, to go into it. Uh, he was only introduced in the very, very end, right? Uh, when Halbron and Alin, uh, Gal... Gal-, Gal-, Gal- Galadriel. Galadriel. It's okay. When Halbron we'll and get Galadriel... get there, my own Padawan. I better slow down. <laughs> uh, so when they show up to Numenor and Captain Elendil brings them in, they're t- first talking to Queen Muriel mm. there. And then, yeah, King Arpharazon comes in and he's like, I, I got a big cock. I'm the king around here. 
That's and right. The rah, 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 rah. Yeah. What well, was your impression of him? So I didn't think too much um, at first. Mm-hmm. But then the end scene there, they said something kind of small that mm-hmm. like I overlooked at first. Okay. And uh, it said something like, the time we've been dreading has arrived. The elf is here or something along those lines. I was fucking elf. And so I'm thinking Mr. King, dude, has a little bit of foretelling. You think so? Yeah. Because if they knew Galadriel was going to arrive beforehand, mm-hmm. they have to they have to know. Either he has the ability or he has access to somebody who can see a little bit of the future. So, at the same time, you know what I think about, though, now, is that if they picked up an elf, why didn't they send a raven back to Numenor to be like, hey, we've got an elf coming in. Get our shit squared away. Mm. Uh, fuck elves, kind of thing. No, as well, the, we, I believe we've touched on this a little bit before, but the Numenorians, they are salty. Salty as the sea... That they sail in. <laughs> the sea is always right. <laughs> Those chants in this this TV this this episode, man. The freaking it's very chants. cultish. I didn't. The sea is always right, and that and the freaking Harfoot chants. The nobody walks alone one. Like I was like, dude, that's freaking weird. The Numenorians they are salty as the sea they sail in because they they only live two hundred to three hundred years, and this was given to them by the Valar when they decided to stand with the elves against Morgoth. And so they, the men that they are, the greediness that they have, they are thinking that this isn't enough. And that's where our on the king there. He, I, I can already tell he's salty about it because he was already like, fuck the elves. Because again, he, I'm old, I'm dying. Should be living forever. Yeah. He's yeah. pissed about that. Yeah. Who wants to fucking live forever? I know, right? Dude, I'm 25 and I feel old. I, I would say that the only reason that the elves were so uppity and giddy about it, that they they had all that sunlight, all that vitamin D. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. Now I understand why Galadriel is so freaking angry at everything, because she's mm-hmm. freaking old. I'd be angry at everything, too, if I was 1,500 years old. Exactly. And then as well, you've seen the shit. Like, they started off where they were uh, going through whatever that wasteland was in, in the tundra that she Who? was on. Galadriel the, or Bronwyn and Arendir? Galadriel, when she was going through the tundra wasteland of uh, up north in the snow and... Oh, oh, you're talking episode one. Okay. Episode one. Way yeah, yeah. Then. Like, you see that shit, you're, you're going to be a little pissed at the world, too. Yeah. Kind of thing. You got to carry that around with you. But, yeah, so that was quite interesting. A couple of things. I'm going to stick on King Farazon for a second. Yeah. According to Tolkien, he is the 25th and the last king of Numenor. In the universe, he... Uh, it, it was on character that he was a pissy man and was mad that he didn't get immortality... But he was also mad that Sauron was in the Southlands, calling himself the Lord of Men, when Farazhan was saying, fuck you, I'm the king of men, I'm better than you. And so he marched on Sauron, Mm. uh, ultimately defeated Sauron and took him back prisoner. That's where Sauron became the advisor to him. We talked about this a little bit and advised him to sail on the Valar. So your whole theory here... About Halbrand being a Sauron, which I, I'm starting yes. to warm up to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting if the mm-hmm. two ran into each other. It, I so I've got a couple of uh, things about run-ins, but that does connect my my points here. Is that this at this scene, 
Halbron was trying to convince them to letting him stay in Numenor. And so he was like, no, let me chill here. I'll be a, I'll be a very good asset for you kind of thing. He was tr really trying to be convincing. And Sauron was convincing to the king of Nor Numenor, Verizon, in sailing on the Valar and taking immortality, which see, ultimately it ended in the demise of Numenor. They, mm. they sunk to the bottom of the sea. So... Who knows that I that that's another point for me on Halbron being Sauron. Halbron is Sauron. Yeah, I mean this episode we really got to see kind of a dark side of of Halbron here mm -hmm. uh, when he just completely whooped the sea guards. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a little silly. Like he took a freaking like, what was it like a little a clip, pin a pin a pin yeah yeah and then that was like I guess justification enough for them to fight over it. But it looked like they all had pins. Yeah, that's and being yeah. in the military. Like you know we get issue like. The important things, mm -hmm. a few of them. Yeah. So, I don't know if that pin was worth starting a fight about, you know, especially with a dude that just bought everybody drinks at a bar and was, like, trying to have a good time. Mm -hmm. You had a couple scenes there, too, where he was just, like, really serious and really kind of, like, yeah. angry-looking, and then he, like, kind of snapped himself out of it. Mm-hmm. He could have just earned the pin, but he also had a very good line in there when they said, what's your name? And he said, depends on how close we are, because he has... Again, Sauron has multiple names. Okay. All right. Depends on how close you are to calling him okay. his, his real name. I Net. did not catch that. Right? I like mm -hmm. it. Okay. Another chip uh, that Halbron is uh, Sauron. Yeah. I mean, that and the whole, like, oh, yeah, he's king of the Southlands. Mm-hmm. He did. Yep. Mm. He said that. It's starting to add up. Yep. It's starting to add and, up. And where, what, what is the, what do the Southlands become? Mordor. So he is the king on Mordor. Mm -hmm. So the Lord of Men. Yeah, quite a few points. I don't remember what my next one was to connect the dots on that one. So we'll get back to it. I really want to talk Harfoots because I'm angry. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear about the Harfoots. We'll we'll go Harfoots and then we'll go uh, Arendir. Like, yeah. Cool. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I mean, Harfoots like at let it loose. At this point, man, it's like. It's not even like budget hobbits. It's like dollar store hobbits, dude. I'm I am upset. Like I don't care about any of the Harfoots. None of those. Mm -hmm. Like nothing has happened so far. Like dude twists his foot and then he can't carry. Like I don't care. They might as well, like can go and die for all I care about at this mm -hmm. point. Like they haven't done a great job of of getting me kind of emotionally connected. They tried to. Yeah. Um. They tried to. They had that scene where they were kind of remembering all the the Harfoots that had gotten lost on the trail or died on the trail, whatever the case was. But then, like, okay. the scene afterwards, this is where I'm really pissed off. The scene afterwards, they're, <laughs> they're like, yeah, you guys are going to be the end of the caravan. Who cares if you die? It's like, what? <laughs> You're giving me mixed messages, you sons of bitches. Yes, you guys. Ugh. <laughs> There's, and that's the thing, too, is that without the stranger... What story do the Harfoots have? The Harfoots have nothing. Like, they're just migrating. And maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point, like, of, of saying that the Harfoots had nothing going on. But that's a really long, like, it didn't take three episodes mm -hmm. to get that point across, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, come on now. Do you think that they're, again, we, we've hit on a couple of things. I know that I've said that the, I believe that the Harfoots are the ancestors to the Hobbits because the Hobbits that's don't clear. show up until the next age. Yeah. Do you think that's the case, or do you think that there are just Harfoots that are still roaming in Peter Jackson's Yeah, movies? Um, I mean, I think, um, again, I'm not, I'm just a casual super fan. I'm no Tolkien scholar here. We're working on it. What 
what I'm I'm thinking, given my limited knowledge here, is that the, the Harfoots are, yeah, it's it's pretty clear to me that they're ancestors. Mm-hmm. Unless they want to throw in like some crazy plot twist and they're actually orcs without, I don't know. They, they might do that, given I, the way the show's going. But, I mean, they got the feet. They got the accent thing going on. I'm assuming hobbits are basically mm-hmm. just the Harfoots once they find a home. Yeah, once, once they shatter. The, yeah. These, uh, the Harfoots are very nomadic mm. hobbits. Gotcha. Yeah, I wasn't really feeling it all too much for the Harfoots this episode. It was, again, world building and character developing and... What more do we need to know about the Harfoots? I mean, they're trying... Give me... Who the fuck is the stranger? Stop beating around the bush. Yeah, they're trying to make the Harfoots as, like, the comedic element, because we didn't have Durin and Elrond, and they had a couple scenes there okay. where they were kind of uh, trying to piece together, find find the little Firefly uh, consolation that the stranger did for them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you had a couple quick scenes there where I was kind of, like, joking around, like, she was reaching for the paper as, what's his name, Sadduk. He was kind of, yeah. like, not noticing it. And, like, that was kind of a little comedic, but, like, Harfoots are pointless, man. Like, get right. on with the story. Is is this what it's going to be about? Just how the Nori and Poppy and their family get separated from the rest of the caravan? Because, like, it didn't take three episodes to get into that. Yeah, and it could very well be that just the writers, the developers of this show, are trying to give us the same feel that we had with Frodo and Sam of the hobbits and just all the yeah. different races that are in Middle Earth. And it's it's pretty clear to me that Nori and maybe Poppy are going to be essentially the Frodo and the Sam or mm-hmm. like the Bilbo because yeah. Nori has been showing signs of wanting, wanting to go adventure, wanting to go wandering off the beaten path there, which the beaten path, man, that nobody goes off trail like that still. It, that went on for way too long, that scene. Yeah. Like, and it was a dumb chant. It was drawn out. Yeah. So let's talk Erendir because that leads us into our big baddie of this season that oh, we're yeah. seeing. So it, we see at this point, the sh- episode actually opens up with Erendir. He is captured from a previous episode. That was a cool scene, the way that they captured him, the, the oh, hands. I'm still hooked on that, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they so they actually bring him to it and they say, this is for Adar kind of thing who the fuck is Adar now and whatnot but so we see that him and the other elves that are patrolling the southlands so we see that Erendir and the other elves that are patrolling the southlands are all captured now and they are being held by orcs to build tunnels underneath and we can also see that the orcs are extremely sensitive to sunlight crazy sensitive yeah they're they're supposed to be sensitive to sunlight, mm-hmm. but then you get that whole like battle scene where they're out in the sunlight. It's like no big deal. That that weird like freaking tug of war between the elves and the orcs like that was a little cheesy. Like trying to tug the orcs into the the yeah. sun, but then like one of the orcs comes out and like his arms just in the sun and like nothing's happened to his arm. Yeah, well, nothing oh. happened to his arm at that point, dude. No. I was like watching. I was like, that there's some sizzling action that's supposed to happen. Where's the commitment here? Exactly. So that that was the only thing as well that this episode was really missing the action and then that was the action that they were able to provide us. And it and was this. over a stupid tree. And like it, this mm-hmm. is like here's the thing, right? They this, were telling the elves to cut down yeah. the tree and the and the elves were like, No, it deserves to stand. Yeah. Sorry, I'm very opinionated yeah. this episode here. Cause like that scene are was you, also freaking stupid. Are what? you for trees or, or against trees? I mean I, 
Pick a side. Okay, I, I hear you there. I'm not gonna go like detreeing things, but if it's like no, fuck versus trees. a life, you know, like I'd much rather prioritize a human life rather than a tree. But that's just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Let me know in the comments. Fuck but, the trees. Um, like the the main thing that I'm annoyed at this is they're mm-hmm. sitting there like plotting. They're like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna be all sneaky about it. We're gonna get even if one of us elves escapes, we can uh-huh. let the rest of the elves know, and we'll bring an army, and we'll be good to go to rescue us. And then, like, two seconds later, like, nah, man, I ain't cutting down this tree. And then, <laughs> like, and then everything bad happens. Yeah. Initiate the plan. Go. What was the plan again? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, it, it felt really, really blown up. But, um, so that does lead us to the point, Adar, that to the episode is named after. He is supposed to be the mid-level baddie for this season. He is under, supposed to be underneath Sauron. And of course, Sauron is yeah. underneath Morgoth. But yeah, who who is Adar? It kind of raised my suspicion of could this be Sauron? Because again, we have no idea who Sauron is, and Sauron takes many names. What's yeah. your opinion on that? I think that it's leading us to believe that he's Sauron, which means that it's okay. setting us up for a plot twist. Mm-hmm. I think that this is really what's going to keep us interested in this show is going to be, they're going to have some sort of plot twist. Yeah. So they're going to, they're probably going to drop hints along the way of who's who. Uh-huh. Uh, because we don't know who the stranger is. We don't know how Brand is. We don't know who Adar is. But it's kind of setting us up to think that Halbrand's a good guy. Budget yeah. Aragorn. But setting us up to believe that the stranger is someone that we know. So potentially right. Gandalf. And then it's setting us up to think that Adar is Sauron. I think that would make it too obvious. Halbrand so? is very clearly a bad guy. Adar is very clearly a bad guy, but mm-hmm. it'd be too obvious if he was Sauron. Okay. Um, so that's that's kind of my thought. I think they're being a little sneaky about it. No, that's think. yeah, that's an excellent take because yeah, they they haven't been on the nose about anything, and so very again, my money's on Holbron, but Adar has raised my suspicion about this. All right, so we were talking about Aaron Deer and how we, they completely scrapped their plan. Because of a tree being in the way, elves didn't want to cut it down. Yeah. Orcs said, fuck you, slaves, cut it down, hmm. kind of thing. We see at this point, too, that they, they fight and they take on the orcs. Not a major epic battle or anything. Erendir breaks it down and they ultimately send, they release the war, the warg. Warg? Warg. 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 W A R G. Release the warg. Yeah. The warg. And I, so they released it. I thought instantly, what the fuck is this thing supposed to be? Dude, I want to pet it. Did you? I don't it it looked it. a little fezzy. Yeah. It, it looked a little, it looked demonic and it looked like a chihuahua. It looked like a chihuahua. That's what it did, face. man. That's what I thought, like a mixture between like a pug and a chihuahua. It's like. <laughs> they made a pit bull sized chihuahua. Yeah. But I like, I hate chihuahuas, but I have this weird compulsion to pet them. Because I think it's hilarious petting a creature that's just going nonstop, just out of rage. Pet it with a stick. Yeah, 100%. This is an oversized fantasy chihuahua. Yeah, so I thought that was very interesting. But um, as well, I was curious because if you recall episode one, the Harfoots, they found a footprint in the dirt. Uh, a footprint of some dog-like creature. Oh, that's a warg, 100%. You think it was a warg? Mm. Yeah, I... I think we saw a glimpse of it. I don't recall exactly, but I again had no idea what was yeah. making this footprint. We saw 
uh, in Lord of the Rings, we saw large, much larger wolf-like creatures. Yeah, they changed the appearance a little bit. You think were those wargs as well? Yeah, wargs. They were wargs. Wargs. Okay. Whatever you want to call them. Yeah, I, W-A-R-G-S. This one was yeah. significantly smaller than that, and so that's why I was a little confused. Maybe I think it was. I think it was the correct size. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. They they did change the appearance a little bit here. One thing that like. If you recall from episode one, I had an issue with a little fight scene with uh, Gladriel and the other elves there taking on that troll. Right. Where, like, the other elves were useless. They were just, like, getting batted aside, and then Galadriel's like, I'm going to do this crazy leap thing and take you down, legless style. Parkour. Yeah. Dude, same exact thing happens in the tug-of-war scene with Mm -hmm. Arondir. It's like all the elves are just getting batted aside. They all suck at fighting except for one. And he ran the chain and chopped down the... Yeah, and then he was handling the war, too. While the other dude was kind of useless, he just cut his own chain off and then they ran did. away and, and got, and then he got arrowed. shot by the arrows. Yeah, like as soon as soon as I saw him like standing there, I was like, "Dude's going Boromir style." And then sure enough, it takes a second off, and I was like getting vivid flashbacks to Boromir and Lord yeah. Rings. Just... I, yeah, I, I remember that scene where he, uh, Aaron Deer climbed up out of the trench and he saw oh. his elf buddy. Just standing there in the middle of these fallen trees, and fuck yeah. is this guy doing? Why is he just standing there? Run! You can replant trees, god damn it! And it, he turns around and he has arrows in him. And I thought that elves had significantly better eyesight reaction and eyesight. reaction times, and they don't exhaust. Dude went down like a bitch. Yeah. I mean, this dude's been fighting for thousands of years. Like, cause he didn't look like your typical. He didn't look as young as Aaron Deer. He looked like he mm-hmm. was kind of aged. So you yeah. gotta figure this dude's a few thousand years old. You but think you're he's immortal. gonna? Yeah, yeah. You think he's he should be able to anticipate that dude's gonna get shot? You're immortal and you don't tire, which is also a very good point. Is that he he does look quite a bit older for being immortal. Yeah. How so is that by the way, they do tire. It just takes a lot longer. I looked oh, into that a little bit. You did. So okay. yeah, they and they don't they don't really <laughs> sleep. They do this weird like dream thing. Okay. Like, like a meditation. Like a meditation type okay. thing. Yeah. Don't get the right episode or the right answer the first episode. Just wait a few episodes. It's probably still gonna be the wrong answer, but we'll have fun <laughs> with it. So Yeah, man, this this episode just how much happened? Yeah. How much happened? I so I have two more points. Yeah, they added so a lot helpful. of fine points, and it's it's kind of hard because there's so much about this show that every detail seems like it matters, but then every detail that they throw in there is just, are they just trying to fuck with us right now? Yeah. Kind of thing. It could be. So, uh, two more points that I wanted to hit on, on Halbron. Yes, you mentioned about how he just thrashed those guys in the alleyway. I thought that was quite interesting because he was like, please don't do this. Yeah. Showing you him won't nice. like me when I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Abram, smash. <laughs> yeah, so he, he had a hesitancy for violence, but then he became awfully violent for being the hero. That arm snap in that, that was pretty damn cool. But that, that's not something a hero would do. And then secondly, jumping back to when he was imprisoned there... He was telling Galadriel that he was the, they were talking about his heritage, that he was the king of the Southlands. Hmm. Uh, and he said that 
for it was my family who lost the war. I found that point very interesting because the Morgoth, they were the ones that lost the war. And so he's saying that his family's Morgoth, they lost the war. Yeah, and like that... But then again, how did he get the fuck out to sea? That scene there, it's like, Gladriel, you should have some bad guy vibes coming off of this guy. You're supposed to be wise and ancient and... You, sh- you think she's blinded? She's blinded by that. Uh... I think she's blonde. I think you had it right the first time. Okay, that's true. Blonde, uh, a blinded blonde by Halbron and his devilish looks. Blinded blonde Halbron. That's a tongue twister. Say that three times fast. Blinded but, blonde Halbron. Blinded blonde Halbron. At this point, like you've had a little like weird love thing between Galadriel and Elrond, and a weird love thing between Galadriel and Halbron. It's like, who's next? But then she's also married during this. Yeah, she's married to Kelebor. Yeah, where the fuck is that guy? I don't know. Has he even has he even been mentioned? Uh-uh. I don't think so. No, I I wouldn't have even guessed because uh, you had to bring that up to me that I was like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, I think she got married in the first age, and we're second age here. We're in the second age, and then we see him. We see him in Lord of the Rings. He's the one that ambushes them at corners the uh part of the fellowship there in wherever that elf kingdom is that they have Mm -hmm. they have three elf kingdoms and she runs one of them calabrimbor no calabrimbor calabrimbor he uh is the co-lead and then we see him in that scene and then we see him when they go to leave for valinor at the very end of return of the king yeah so he makes a presence in lord of the rings albeit it's kind of a small one but We'll see if he's mentioned at all. I mean, he would, assuming the reason why they're not bringing it up is he'd be kind of useless to this storyline here. I don't think he contributed much. Yeah, there's enough elves. There's enough characters. They, Please don't introduce any more characters. Oh we don't need God. more world building. Yeah, if there's like, any more characters to this. I'm, it, yeah, if you're going to world build, at least get the lore right. But <laughs> Yeah, uh, there, there's a ton to it. So, yeah, I think that, that kind of caps... Overall, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, Season 1, Episode 3. A out little bit disappointing. Out of 10? Out of 10. 4.5. 4.5? That's pretty low. I, I wasn't feeling it. I had to take a break. I wasn't able to even sit through this in one sitting. I had to come back to it because I was like, you guys, where's my Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I would, I'd would. probably agree with you. I'd probably put it somewhere on the 4 or the 5 mark. Split it in half, call it 4.5. If Durin and Elrond were in the show... Yeah. I think it would be a couple points higher. You like that bromance? I do like that bromance. They they nailed it. Uh, they've done a good job so far. They do. I like you, that. You were talking beforehand, Prince Durin and the actor that portrays him, that they with the range that he has of being angry, of being sad, of being happy. He's Oh yeah. The dude will take you on a freaking roller coaster in a scene like one second he's angry, the second the next second he's happy like he just does such a good job controlling that wave and the, the way that he does it is just like and filling you with the emotions yeah i yeah. when he's mad i feel mad and he's happy i feel happy he does a great job of that mm, very nice but yeah so that recaps us for season one episode three join us back when we talk episode four peace peace This has been MDC Podcast. We want to thank you for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, and tell Grandma. We're dropping new episodes every Sunday and Thursday. Let us hear what we should do next down in the comments. Nimure, you dorks.